Ah, welcome, welcome. Back to hear more about Grafton's new friend, Zash and Athena, I see. He is a clever fellow, but perhaps a bit too trusting, hmm? Well, well, we'll see. The Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast. Season 2, The Ring Arc. Episode 2, Then Who's the First Party? They get here. <laughs> uh, Charlotte has relieved herself uh, from your company, Ayo. and you're now uh, all standing in uh, at the bar area at Scarlet Ann's. What would you like to do? Grafton would like to go to the college in order to locate. Maria, aka M, and figure out which of his current two companions is A, Athena, or Ash. Or Anne. Or Anne. (laughs) Or maybe even the other girl who was being assaulted. He doesn't know at this point. No, A just was because there's Mr. Harbin is the only person he's ruled out. A on the building. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I know we kind of threw out going and talking to Mr. Harbin. We threw out talking to Maria. Um, so I'm down for those things. I think, um, Ash has a couple other people that he is interested in talking to just in the town, um, from background. Um, he knows of like an artifact dealer who may have some information and some stuff like that. So um, I think there are a couple of different areas of approach here. Um, do you guys want to try to stick together? Do you guys want to try to split up? I guess I could do this in character voice. Um, Honestly, yeah. uh, Grafton, that's what you want to do. Are you making any mention of that or taking action for that? Or are you? Uh, I think as we, if I'm remembering correctly, as we walked out of Scarlet Hands... Grefton said something like, well, let's catch up with Mr. Harbin. And then Ash did mention already we could go to the college. So I think Grefton will pick up on that uh, and just say, I think going to the college makes a lot of sense. But there's one too many mysteries right now. (laughs) I think perhaps more than one too many mysteries, (laughs) Mr. Grefton. Um, what do you, perhaps we should find somewhere, uh, less conspicuous to discuss and hammer out what we actually know. Um, I'm curious what Maria has told each of you, and I think maybe perhaps getting on the same page before we go talk to other people wouldn't be a bad idea. Seeing the other characters nodding yeah, to sorry. that, <laughs> um, I think, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's just a place like outside, maybe up on the Acropolis or whatever, that that doesn't have like tons of people around that would be. I mean, I don't know that we need to be like hidden so much, but just like you know, somewhere where there's not going to be tons of people like right around. Obviously, we have already been interrupted once in this particular location, and so just to be on the safe side of that. Yeah, you know that uh, up on the Acropolis right now is considerably busier. One, because it's the beginning of the day and a lot of the business is conducted there. You've got a lot of construction and stuff going on. So right now it's kind of a more crowded spot. You know the temples are generally busy. Um, you know, all the worshippers and things that are there throughout pretty much the entire day. Uh, you know some areas within the commercial district within the residential district that there isn't a whole lot of general foot traffic cool um griffin uh griffin will say i think i might know a place there's this one particular well (laughs) (laughs) i mean I guess, GM, is it fair to assume with Ash's, like, history and profession that he probably knows about the aquatic system in Orana, or no? Yeah, and you know there is, like, an, an undersink canal system. Okay. Um, I think Ash just, like, <laughs> puts his head to his head, hands to his temple and is like, that would work. <laughs> Seems like a lot of effort. Athena just kind of looks between the two of them, but doesn't really give anything away because she doesn't want to seem like she's out of the loop. Um, you know, there's spots like just outside say, the about, wall. There's like the farmland area. Like, I was like, what about the roof of Gelda's? Because I'm assuming Gelda's probably also is not super so, frequented early in the morning, and at least that's a place where there's not going to be people, like, passing through. And you actually would both know that Gelda's generally isn't busy until midday, early afternoon, and then it kind of picks up lunch to dinner, and, you know, everyone's getting off work and things like that. So outside of the random, like, travelers that are coming in on boats and things, it's generally not too busy. And, you know, it's not like a, a high-energy location, so you're not concerned about, you know, ruffians interrupting. <laughs> cool. He's going to propose that. <laughs> Athena nods follows them off to Gildas. Cool. So this also seems like a conversation that is more in-depth than really it needs to be for us to just be like, okay, we find this, like, more secluded place. All right. So as you... All exit Scarlet Ann's. You make your way north back towards the um, kind of dock district where all the bars are on that uh, northeast corner. You see, you know, again, the, the town, there's people walking around, um, you know, not really in the full swing of business yet down in this area, but, you know, there's, there's some, some traffic. You see a boat coming in, probably dropping off some people, um, cargo, kind of the usual. You are both very familiar with Gelda's, at least where it is. Um, 
Again, Grafton, you, you like it. It feels cozy. You like the environment. You being Grafton and Ash. What? You being Grafton and oh, Ash. Oh, sorry, yes. You <laughs> being Ash and Grafton. Sorry, I'm pointing. Um, Athena, you have seen it. You have been in there. You don't necessarily frequent it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are familiar. Okay. So you will make your way to Gelda's. Um, Gelda's is a three-story building. You know, it has a nice open patio. There are plants everywhere. Um, there's like a waterfall coming in. Uh, with like a fountain in the center coming in from the roof. And again, it, it's open. There's one or two people there. But they're mostly coming in, conducting business with Gelda, making deliveries and things. Uh, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of patrons. So, you want to go up to the roof? No. Okay. So, you guys make your way up to the roof. Uh, Gelda kind of smiles and waves as you walk in. So, I'll be with you in a moment. And you make your way upstairs. And like I said, there's, there's no one else up there as, as expected for this time of day. All right, well, I guess since this was my suggestion, I'll go first. Um, I had to reference my letter to remember what I thought. Yeah, maybe we should all do that. <laughs> Oops, that's from a different campaign. Grifton knows very little. <laughs> I should also reference your language to know what you know. It's like a breakout room, though, where every sentence is probably a clue to something that we don't know about yet. I have yet to go through and take the first letter of every word and see what that spells out, but I'm sure... It's not the first letter, it's the third. You'll Dang. never figure it out. Ha-ha! Oh, wait. Now you've told me. Ha-ha, I've got two letter words. <laughs> A-U-R-R... No, wait. A-U-R-U-S... Rouse! Can't exist. Uh-oh. Um, you guys both seem like you're reading, so I'll give myself that's okay. one. Sorry, Grafton. Small pack, small note. <laughs> Not worried about it. <laughs> small script, though, probably, too, I would assume. Grafton probably, at this point, well, I guess... I don't know that they would be reading the same character. I probably would already know it by now, so never mind. What? Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> With the what? <laughs> and Grafton, yours is like more a, a written note to yourself. So yeah, these are just like things you've scribbled yeah. down. Okay. That's why it's got the to-do list on the right. other side. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a corner burnt is off it of it. <laughs> find groceries... Uh, guard cave, find love. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just like that. Alright. Okay. Uh, everyone, yeah, if everyone's gotten their stuff, cool. So I think perhaps I should go first since uh, this was my suggestion. Um, mostly I just know that uh, there's a hunt for an artifact, obviously. Uh, Charlotte mentioned there perhaps is a power exchange that could be related to it and uh, mind control that's crazy uh, but um, I also know that Maria seemed pretty concerned when she approached me and was saying that she was trying to keep it um, pretty 
inconspicuous. So I think, as I said before, talking to Marie is a good idea. I don't know if all three of us should go in. That might be a little bit more obvious than she's hoping for. Um, so how do you guys, I guess, know Maria? And how did she get in contact with you the first time? Refn will specifically look at Athena because Ash has now made mention of M's name. So he knows that Ash knows M is Maria. But he doesn't know about Athena yet. Okay. Um... So Athena looks at both of them and then says, I might be the odd man out in this case. I have not personally met Maria. I have only heard of her incredible study at the university back in my country. Um, She might not even know exactly who I am because I was sent as an envoy for my government. Because this university is government funded, there is some associations there. There must have been conversations that she had. It makes sense that she wanted to keep this inconspicuous, but, um, and that's how I've been treating it. But the letter that I received from my father asking me to take this, uh, this job on was more of a political perspective than anything else. So did your father get in contact with Maria? I don't know that. Okay. My father is, and she kind of stops and looks up a little bit, fairly important in Irlian. So his contacts are vast and I don't know them all. That does seem to be the way that works. Um, So Grifton at this point will chime in and say, um, I met Maria when I first got here. Helped her out with a incident involving another artifact, and uh, apparently she thinks I can help with this one too somehow. That seems fair. Uh, I just want to do a, I guess, intelligence check on. Um, Athena mentioned her father's fairly important. She told okay. me in the last scenario that her name was Athena Dark, and so just like a. Does he know anything about the Dark family or anything along those lines? Okay. Um, so just an intelligence check. Yep. That's an 18. Nice. Straight. So you're thinking, and you're trying to figure out, like, if you've heard of who her father is or were you specifically trying to... Yeah, so just, like, thinking back, like, okay, she... Originally, I was thinking that we had all been, like, directed here by Maria. Um, This kind of tracks because Maria told me that she was sending me to meet an acquaintance at Scarlet, or, yeah, Scarlet Anne's. Um, And so there being two people is a little bit unexpected. And then now that, like, this has come out that, like, Athena doesn't actually know Maria, it's like, okay, like, that's kind of tracking. But now, like, really what's... I'm still trying to figure out, like, exactly how uh, Athena is involved in, like, searching for this artifact. Because, like, I get, like, she's here to support the college. If that's here specifically for, like, Maria's studies, that, like, kind of makes sense. But if she doesn't know Maria, that's kind of weird. Um, And so, like, does... Just, like, what do I know in general about, like, the Dark Mm -hmm. family? Are they here supporting the Gavins? 
who are currently in power in Orana, or like, you know, what can I decipher based on um, some of that stuff? Excuse me. You kind of have, you know, thinking about this from Scarlet Anne's kind of, you know, walking like, all right, who is this person? Is this, and then you get to this, like, okay, they don't know Maria. Um, you do recall the dark name. You are fairly confident that they are a key member in the Erlian hierarchy, but you are not exactly versed in foreign affairs. Sure. Um, but you're like, oh, that does sound familiar. Like, you know that they are, they are part of the early hierarchy and they are prominent because you're like, I wouldn't know them if, right. unless they were. Well, and I probably like, wouldn't have been able to just to like exactly come up why. with that out of nothing, but right. to be able to say like, okay, like she mentioned this name, that's it, tracking, it tracks like for you all that, this seems like it's making sense. It tracks for you, okay, yeah, it is a name I know associated with Erlian, uh, but you can't remember exactly why. Sure. You, like, you know it's important, you can't remember what they do sure. or what their position was, whatever. But you're like, okay, yeah, I, I remember that name is associated there. Can't place exactly why. Sure. Um, I think with that, um, Ash was going to ask. I don't remember my own backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can Isaac, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're like, you recognize it's associated with Erlian, but. No, I don't know. I no, I write it into yeah. my I write it into my character sheet, um, so he's got it all. Sure, um, I think Ash is gonna ask. You mentioned your father sent you a letter. Do you like? Was that specifically about this artifact, or was that more specifically about the general situation here? Or it's generally about the situation here. Okay. But as a side note, near the end of the letter, he does talk about um, an artifact and doesn't give very many details about it. But he calls the university a jewel of the kingdom, and um, the study of the artifact must be supported. So maybe you're the third party. Charlotte what? mentioned. Charlotte mentioned that Harbin was looking for the artifact. Charlotte mentioned there was another third party looking for the artifact that she didn't know. Maybe. When she said that, I was surprised. I haven't heard of anyone else searching for it. Hmm. Interesting. Grafton, did you have any other information that we don't know yet? Uh, Grafton is kind of watching this exchange back and forth and just like pauses and starts to focus for a second and then he says maybe Maria is the third party then who's the first party <laughs> us did Charlotte Charlotte knew that we were working with an associate at the college, though, correct? I'm pretty sure I mentioned that, or you mentioned that, or somebody mentioned that. I don't, I don't I know what it. Charlotte knows. <laughs> Charlotte knows everything. Knows it's just what she's willing to sell you. That's the important <laughs> thing. This is true. <laughs> well, I think that that at least gives us a couple of leads 
Um, Athena pulls out a notebook and starts like leafing through the pages, and she's like, "I think that my father said he was going to write to Maria, but if you guys didn't expect me, maybe that letter got lost." Hmm. I was just expecting one of you, not two. <laughs> My letter mentions both of you, so I'm very confused. My letter doesn't mention anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you were specifically given information that you should be meeting an associate I, there. Yes, I was directed so to that was an, an associate at Scarlet Ants. Um, so why don't we do this, then? Directon, you seem interested in... Maria, and shuffling out whether she knew about the both of us or just one of us. Uh, Athena, you... Would you be interested in going to discuss business with Mr. Harbin or otherwise trying to figure out what Mr. Harbin knows? I have been interested in what Mr. Harbin knows. Why don't you do that, and I'll check with some of my other contacts that I know around the city, and then we can meet back up and discuss what we found. And Athena turns to Grefton and is like, ask if she received any letters from Erlian. If she hasn't, I may need to write to my father and make sure that the mail carrier that he sent is still in good health, because we've trusted him for many years, and I'm worried about him now. <laughs> hey, friends! A very happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope it is filled with great food and time well spent amongst loved ones. Welcome to DHHQ. It's me, Alex, your friendly neighborhood Ash player. This is the part of the show where I come out of your speakers and carve your ham and or turkey and then eat all of your cheesy potatoes. No, wait, uh, this is the part of the show where I come out and tell you stuff. Stuff like, we are so thankful to you and the support that you give us. A bit of a celebration for us. We hit 500 listens just before starting season two. What a huge milestone for us, and really for our whole community. Obviously, it's all because of you, our awesome listeners. So thank you for your consistency to listen and your willingness to show our show to your friends. You really rock, and we love you for it. Keep on rocking, and we'll keep on celebrating you. If you haven't checked out our Patreon page, we have a free bonus arc there called Balgashar's Blood Bowl. I've mentioned it a few times, but if you haven't listened to it yet, you're really missing out. Go check it out at patreon.com slash dubioushistories. you have to scroll down a little bit, but it's there for free. Now it's time for Rules, Rules, Rules. Today on Rules, 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 we're going to be continuing to talk about character creation. Also, we're doing something fun this time around and looking for character concepts to create on the show. If you have one you'd like to see, send it to us on the social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know the deal. Anyways, the first step with coming up for a character is coming up with a general idea of what you want. There are a few ways you can go about doing this, but generally people think about a couple of main pieces. What is the character going to be good at? How is the character going to fight? And what is the character going to look like? So you might start with some of the basic tropes. So a wizard or an archer or a fighter. A wizard would probably be good at magic and they would probably also use it to fight. But what kind of magic would they be good at? An archer would probably be good at shooting a bow, but what if they used a crossbow? Or added in some magic as well. A fighter could use all sorts of weapons. Swords, hammers, flails, chairs. But are they strong or more like a quick fighter? So the basic idea is there, and then you start building out those ideas on top of that. 
Maybe you want to base the character off of something else. Is it more like Harry Potter or Gandalf or Maleficent? They all have magic, but they look pretty different. So once you decide some of the basic functions for building a character, you would want to pick what that character looks like both in those functions and physically. So for this, we don't even really have any limitations. You have all the classics like elves, men, and dwarves, but then you have more off-the-wall creatures like chipmunks and minotaurs. We've also had players come up with completely new races like Stonekin, who have rocky skin, or Primavians, who are part bird and part monkey. The only limit is the imagination at this stage. We'll start filling out the specifics as we get to some of the other steps. For now, we're looking for a general idea to build on rules, 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 and who knows, it might show up in Orana. GM secret, I know, it'll show up in Orana. So shoot us your ideas over on our socials or at dubiushistories at gmail.com. And we're trying to get this started by our next episode, so the sooner the better. Finally, again, we are so thankful for you. Here's hoping you have the most excellent Thanksgiving. And now back to the action. Would it be fair to establish that Grefton has, since his first interaction with Maria and having some trepidation about the stopwatch, Mm-hmm. has still like gone to see her on occasion out of just friendship but also more curiosity about the stopwatch sure you see as you covering is generally like exploring adventuring in Iran and kind of looking for things to you know of interest for you um yeah she's kind of regular contact for you with one reason she decided to reach out to you um you know, someone that she thinks that you you know your way around at this point fairly well. Um, you know, you seem trustworthy in there enough. So yeah, it's fair to say you made regular contact with her. Well, I think I think Millie also said she was working at the college, and so perhaps that whole group is maybe more familiar. That's out of character knowledge that I wouldn't <laughs> know as Ash. General general I? association mm-hmm. since they. Like, essentially, she was the first person they met and became any kind of associates or friends with. They've all kind of stayed in touch with Maria, um, more directly or not, but... I would just, I just wanted to say, like, because I think from backstory that I guess you and Alex know at this point, um, I think after his initial trepidation about the stopwatch and having experienced its effects, I think Grefton... Has in mind a potential use for it, so he's coming around to the idea Whoa. of what it can do. Oh, wait a minute! I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you you've had some discussion on that point, but you also know that she's not exactly keen on getting it out of her, their possession <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, you've had discussions. Yeah, and Grafton, I think. I don't know, I would say Grifton, at this point, believes it still to be somewhat uncontrolled, and so he's not willing to take it or risk it or use it or anything at this moment anyway. He's willing to wait for Maria to continue studying it, but he knows of a potential use that he would be willing to employ it for. I'll go talk to Mr. Harbin. Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> I thought... Didn't he go down to the Merchants Guild? I'm going to start there. Didn't I miss Ash and Athena were going together to talk to Mr. Harbin, weren't you? No, no he said I'm he was going, going to check down. out my contacts in the city. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so... And when Athena leaves and Grafton leaves, Ash actually goes and finds a place for a nap because he is tired. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so Athena. Yes. You would like to make your way to the Merchant's Guild, correct? Yes. Okay. So you are, again, having been here for a little bit, um, you are familiar with where the guild area is. You know that it's up, well, up, uh, it's back where um, Scarlet Ann's is. It's actually adjacent, the merchant corner is adjacent to that building. Um, so it's on the like straight southwest, and you gotta go all the way back across the city. Again, you know, as the day kind of wakens, you see more and more people making their way into this commercial district, kind of doing their general business. Um, you know, it takes another 10 minutes or so just to walk up there. You get to the guild region, and there's the kind of the general guild hall uh, skill assessment location that's centralized in this like triangle of buildings which make up all the guild halls. And this is kind of a central meeting location. Um, you see some people up there talking, going back and forth, and you see the Merchants Guild. It's there's a group of three buildings right next to each other on the uh, far west portion of this triangle. Uh, triangle points to the south. It's got an edge to this west and the um, east and then the flat portion to the north. So it's the furthest southwest of these three buildings. Um, as you walk up, you see a, a person leaving. It's like a, a leopard kind of cat folk person walking out and kind of waving to the guy behind the counter. And I think you look forward to hearing from you. And he walks out and kind of smiles at you as you walk in. And I don't smile, but I nod in his direction. Not a crook. Hmm? Doesn't steal things. Isn't there a Skyrim joke in there? <laughs> yes, but he isn't honest. Okay. Um, so, you are at the entrance to this Merchant's Guild. There are a couple tables um, in the center of the build, or in the center of this room. One side has a counter, and then you see a lot of, looks like probably orders or something, mailboxes right behind the counter. A uh, couple people back there, speaking to people there, up at the um, counter. And then you've got a couple smaller booths and side rooms, and there's a staircase on that back wall, which is like the west wall. So, what would you like to do? Uh, and honestly, neither of the people behind the counter are Mr. Harbin. Okay, you don't that's what I expected. Of them. Um, I'm going to go up to the counter. Too convenient. Yeah. I'm going to go up to the counter and... Um, just say good morning to both the people at the desk and start asking questions about the Merchant Guild. So the one that's occupied with another customer kind of gives a quick smile and wave and goes back to who he's talking to. And goes, well, good morning, young lady. What can I help you with? Here, place an order or pick something up. I'm here for information. All right. See what I can do. I was wondering if either of you knew if I could speak to Mr. Harbin. 
I just decided to go straight to the point. I was going to try and beat around the bush. I gave up. <laughs> She's a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think I like, like that. that. <laughs> She's inquiring a specific person, not just general management. Uh, um, well, I believe he's in, but is there any reason I can't help you? You have business specifically with Mr. Harbin? Yes, actually. I'm here from Erlian, and I think he might have some information that might be able to help me. Oh, all right. Well, can I get your name and I'll go see if he's available? Uh, tell him the Dark family has come to visit. The Dark family. That sounds so ominous. <laughs> you mean the terrible murderous assassins? I was about to say, it sounds like they it's are probably not an assassin skill. Terrible honestly. murderous assassins. As far as you're willing to admit to us. As she says to the man behind the clerk, I'm not a terrible murderous assassin. Wait. No. I made a rogue. I decided to not play with her this round. <laughs> uh, so he goes, all right. Uh, so the Dark family has come from Aurelian. Uh, does he know the business? Uh, I'm not sure if he will, but that's all right. I can explain it to him once I talk to him. Uh, all right. Very well. Um, kind of says something to the other guys. You know, I'll be right back. I'm going to see if Mr. Harbin's in. Thank you. She calls after him as he walks away. Yep, yep. And he walks upstairs and... You hear the footsteps above you, and takes a moment. Nothing. He comes back downstairs. Goes, um, he isn't familiar with the Dark Family. Are you sure he's expecting your business? I mean, I, he he wasn't aware of any reason he was having a meeting today. Oh, that's interesting. I thought that one of my family members had written ahead to him. Um, I'll go check with him again, but he doesn't seem to be expecting anyone this morning. Um, perhaps we have a little more specifics on your business. He could figure it out. I mean, get a lot of requests, of course. And uh, let him know I'm interested in, uh, artifacts. Artifacts. All right. Um, he turns around and walks back upstairs and... Pesky mail system. <laughs> you, you hear footsteps again, and then you're kind of grinding, you assume it was like a chair like or something I feel moving. Like I'm playing like a Malfoy character at this point. My father will hear about this. <laughs> and you hear kind of rapid steps, then they pause, and then rapid steps, pause, and they rapid steps, and then you see Mr. Harmon walk down the stairs behind him, this uh, clerk. He kind of comes and the clerk kind of indicates to you and he kind of looks you over once. Um, you are Mrs. Dark, yes? Miss. Miss. She corrects. Uh, my apologies. What business do you have with me? I think it is business that we should conduct in private. He kind of looks around and goes, um, perhaps one of these booths. So he walks you out behind you, indicates uh, back in the corner. There's a couple booths, kind of general meeting areas um, where they talk about contracts and things like that. So he indicates over to one of the booths and says, please sit. Okay, so... She didn't have to roll a deception check, so she actually did have a family letter that was sent ahead of time. Wow! So he walks over and sits down across and he goes, 
You weren't scarless this morning, weren't you? I nod slowly. What business do you have with me? She kind of leans across the table and says, there's rumors that you have some information that I actually am interested in. I'm afraid you're going to have to be considerably more specific. We handle a lot of information here, obviously. Our, our businesses trade. She kind of sits back up and says, Mr. Harbin, I believe that you are searching for a particular artifact. He pauses, stares at you intently, and... We search for many artifacts, um, given whichever request we might have at the time. She looks annoyed at him. I'm happy to put an order for you, if you would like. Mr. Harbin, I think we specifics. both know what artifact I'm talking about. Young lady, I'm sure I don't. Can I roll an intimidation check? You can. What would that be? Charisma. Charisma for sure. Okay, cool. Fourteen. Okay. Susan looks around again. Really, if you don't have an order to be placed, I must be going back to work. I don't really want to fight. Well, to see if he knows what artifact you're talking about, if he's lying to you. Oh, okay. Ten. Okay. He obviously doesn't want to speak with you. Yeah, I figured that out. <laughs> Other than that, you're not really getting anything. He is put off um, by the interaction, and that's pretty much what you're getting. I think I did this wrong. We'll see how our interactions <laughs> go. So he is very well. There's nothing else. He stands and begins to walk back towards the uh, stairs. I think I'm just going to let him go because I think I screwed that up. He kind of pauses for a moment, looks at you, and then keeps going back upstairs. Fighting him seemed like a worse idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Fighting him at the Merchant's Guild doesn't seem like the greatest idea. With that, we'll move to Grefton. Sorry. <laughs> How the dice work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grafton, you are going to speak with Maria, correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. You aren't that far away. You travel back south up to the plateau. You know, she's pretty much always up there. Um, as you approach kind of the construction area with the college, you see that she's actually walking around. It looks like they might be doing a kind of a tour of where things are going to be and kind of oh, talking about it. Yeah, or anything like but so like in construction. Is she walking backwards? What? No, no, no. Is she walking she's being, backwards? She's being led by a member of the construction oh, okay. crew. Like the architects are going around and explaining this is how this is going to be and you know, kind of showing off the college and uh, are you going to approach her where she is or Um I think Grefton I think I want to have Grefton try to just, like, 
sort of grow a small garden in a place that would somewhat make sense for one to be with the architecture of the college. At this point, they're still, like, in the general construction phase, so there's not a whole lot of landscaping being done. So... I think Grefton... I think Grefton does this periodically when he comes to visit, where he'll just be like, I think a garden would work well here, let's grow one. Like, knowing that it's going to be probably destroyed anyway. But he's like, let's put some flowers here. Okay. Put some plants over there. Okay. (laughs) Of course. Nat 20. Nat 20. That would be a roll of Nat 20. Uh, You see them as they're walking around. That's an experience, yeah? It is. It should be two because it was a D20 check. It is two. That's true. Uh, So you are, you see them walking around kind of the north side of the college, kind of doing, like, you know, explaining the architecture and things. And then as they round this corner, you can already see, they suddenly turn, and the architect is obviously surprised. And what does he see in this beautiful, like, 15 by 15 garden? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Grafton would make it that big, but... Make it, I think make it, it a, does make, like... A hedge labyrinth. I was going to say, like, I think he did make some sort of labyrinthine structure for, like, meditation. So think, like, two to three foot high hedge walls with, like irises and carnations and roses and like other popular flowers like but like sectioned off so like there's one section that has like lavender so as you're walking by you smell lavender and then there's another section where like you walk by and it has roses and you smell the roses and so like as you're walking through you get a different sense of smell so he as he turns around kind of surprised Pulls out his blueprints and looks at his. I don't believe there was supposed to be a garden here, but maybe they've changed where botany will Griffin be. Will, uh, Griffin will pop up from the top of one of the hedges and go. This seemed like a good spot for it. Oh. <laughs> um. Yes. Are you with the landscaping crew? Well, no. Right. Um, right. Well, uh, he kind of leans in. You don't live here, do you? <laughs> no, no. Just, uh, sometimes I can't help myself. <laughs> All right, well, um. Just doing my civic duty, officer. If, if you would please refrain from independent landscaping, uh, you can speak with one of the uh, leads if you'd like a job, but we're going to have to tear this out. <laughs> That's fine. No reason to have it entirely be dirt, though, while you're building. Might as well have something good to look at every once in a while. As you're doing this, you see Maria in the back of the crowd, just hand on her forehead, just shaking her head back and forth, like, oh my goodness. Uh, like, right. So, like, we're continue, and they continue walking along, Maria goes, Senor Grifton, what are you doing here? Uh, oh, he's learn, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I actually had a brief question for you. Uh, so, here on business, your business, um, I met two 
Three? I'm not entirely sure. There was more than one A at Scarlet Anne's this morning. Uh, was I supposed to be meeting a male or a female? It was a man. Gray skin. Yeah, okay. White hair. Yes. He was there. Uh, there was also this woman from early on. Seemed pretty tough. Didn't want to fight her. Uh, <laughs> uh, she said that uh, she was sent by her father, which was also in the note you gave me. So I'm not sure what to do about her. Um. Well, I have not met any one from Irlian recently. I, I certainly haven't sent anyone there. There's plenty of people at the college from Irlian. Did she give a name? Uh, Athena? She said her father may have written. Uh, Athena? I can't say I'm familiar. Did she give her father's name? No, she didn't say her father's name, as far as I can recall. <laughs> the character voice is excellent. I know. <laughs> well, I, I haven't received any letters not regarding this matter, not me, you know, but... She said something about the college is the jewel of the area, and she wanted to ensure... A smooth transfer of power. Oh, uh, see. Well, the many of our scholars and architects and chief builders are all from Irlian. They've supplied a good amount of uh, funds and I say, intellects to make this happen. They've been very supportive. Okay, well, uh, she sounds like she's willing to help, so unless she turns out to be a problem, I guess... I'll just work with both of them. She kind of seems hesitant for a moment. Um, what, what was the name again? I can ask around and see Athena. if anyone else knows. Athena. Hmm. Something about military family. Definitely seemed more interested in politics than artifacts. Uh, well, the military family. From, from Irelian, yes? Irelian, yeah. yes? Perhaps dark? Her clothes are pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> you were there! I don't remember hearing her say Athena dark. I don't well, know why. Well, I mean, that's fair, but, but I don't you, I, you were there. We were, like, we spent all of this time together. If I know it, you know it. <laughs> she... Because I'll ask around the college, see if anyone else is aware. Um, the only military family, well, only prominent military family in Irlian is the Dark family, but I can't say I'm terribly familiar. Personally, no. All right. Yes, I, I must get back with the group. Yes, of course. So she wanders off, continues to regroup with the uh, tour.
This has been Season 2 of Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast.